We are going to retell the old story of the miraculous birth of Jesus this morning, but we're going to give it our own slant, as we like to do. We will base our story on two early Christian stories of Jesus' birth, the books of Matthew and Luke. We will make this a sequel to the Hanukkah story, a story of freedom and liberation. And since we are universalists, ours is a story of hope for all people. Instead of just listening or watching the story of of the birth of Jesus, we are going to get inside it. At various points in the story, I will ask if some of you would be willing to come up here with me and become one of the characters in the story. Don't worry, you will not have to speak. When I ask for volunteers, raise your hand if you want to be in the story, and then wait for me to call on you, because I have very particular numbers of roles that I need. Um, If I call on you, please bring your insert, which you'll need later. Walk slowly and calmly to over to where Dan is. And he will help you get into a simple costume and then listen carefully when we tell you where to stand or sit. Are you ready? Okay, let's begin. Now you may wish to close your eyes for a moment so that you can transport yourself to a long ago time, a faraway place, and imagine that a story is going to unfold before your eyes, a brand new story that you have never heard before. Imagine that after years and years of hearing stories about people bowing down before powerful kings and emperors and dictators and tyrants, you finally hear a story in which three powerful wise people kneel down alongside some shepherds before one tiny newborn child. Imagine that after years of hearing story after story telling of terrible wars, just like we read in the newspapers now, you are at last hearing the friendly story of a baby, the story of a humble carpenter and his wife, the baby that is born to them in a stable, shepherds in a starlit field who go to see the newborn child, and peaceful animals who gather round in the stable where the baby lies in the cow's feeding trough. Imagine that at last you are going to hear a story in which everyone is longing for peace on earth and goodwill to all persons everywhere. Imagine that after years of hearing stories about the results of hatred and oppression and persecutions, you finally are hearing a story about the transforming power of love. Now slowly open your eyes, listen and watch carefully, and let the story begin. To start the story, I need someone to be Caesar Augustus, Emperor of Rome. Now we do have people in the congregation who are particularly devoted some year after year to getting us to pay up. Oh, for a good cause, of course, but I think it kind of helps them get into the role. Armin Schwartz, would you be Caesar? You know, Elsa was already a bad guy, so it's your turn. Because in those days, long, long ago, a decree went out from the emperor, Caesar Armand, I mean Caesar Augustus, saying all the world should be registered so they can pay taxes to me. And look mean. <laughs> That's easy, he says, yeah, right. 
It's a stretch, but we're going to count on you to do it. Now I need two people, one to be Joseph, a carpenter, and the other to be Mary, who's engaged to Joseph. All genders are good. Um, and you're going to need some robes from Dan. Oh, come on, starring roles, people. All right, Becky and Karen. Okay, we'll get to you, Summer. All the people were required to go to the town where they had been born to register. For some people, that meant a long journey. Joseph, a carpenter, had to go all the way from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, you can see Nazareth's town sign here, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the city of David. He went with Mary, the woman he was planning to marry because she was expecting a child, and they started on their long journey, traveling by day, and sometimes even by night, their road lit only by stars. Oh yes, since this first scene is a starlit night, could everyone please um, twinkle a little bit? So, oh, there we go, now they're gonna have some light to see by. There we go, up around past Nazareth and our way. Joseph and Mary knew it was not going to be easy because Mary was almost ready to have her baby. At least they had a donkey Mary could ride on. And at least the twinkling stars made the road seem friendly. All right, we're going to need you to do this their whole route, okay? They're coming up to Bethlehem. No clouds. This is the Middle East, okay? When Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, they discovered that there was no room at the inn, comfortable beds. And so Mary and Joseph had to take shelter in a stable cut into the side of the hill. Yeah, there it is. And they settled in to sleep there among the animals. I know you're pregnant, Mary, but you know, the inn awaits here. I mean, the stable. Um, oh, but we're going to need some animals. So, um, oh, no, 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 you're right, they're not quite here yet. Go ahead, keep twinkling. I, I'm going to need my hands because I need uh, two cows. Richard wants to be a cow. He's trying to redeem himself after. You know. We won't talk about it. Well, he can't be the only cow in the stable. Another cow? You gotta really raise your hand because you know the stars and everything. I see you back there. Fred also wants to come for you. I need a pig. Yeah, they don't eat pigs, but that doesn't mean they don't like them. They're nice animals. Yes, Audrey, go right on up. Uh, we need a chicken. You can put your hands down now. They're, they found their way, thanks. Okay, 80, go ahead. And um, there's always, always where you've got Animal feed, you've got mice, so we need a mouse. Are you, would you like to be the mouse? Go on up and do that. Yes. <laughs> and since we know that Mary rode a donkey to get there, there was also one donkey. Want to be the donkey? You waiting for another roll? Go ahead. Ruth, you, you want to be the donkey. Excellent. Thank you so much. The story could not be told without you. And even though we know there weren't any reindeer in Bethlehem, let's enter the realm of fantasy and have one reindeer. You know, it, it's really cold way up in reindeer country. Maybe they're getting a little, a little warm weather. Go ahead, Liz, come on up. I didn't see the reindeer. What makes you a reindeer? Oh, okay, I thought maybe it was a red nose. No. Um, also, we have a dog. Tyler, you really wanted to be a reindeer. You up for being a dog? Go on up. The dog in the manger. Heart mark. The gentle animals went welcomed Joseph and Mary into their stable. You look very welcoming, animals. Yeah, thank you. And that very night, give birth. It was a stable. So when the baby was born, of course there was no cradle for Mary to lay her baby in. 
but one of the cows was kind enough to lend her feeding trough for a cradle, and Joseph and Mary laid their new baby there among the hay in the feeding trough. Now I'm going to need two shepherds, and this is, most of these roles can be kids or adults, but these we need adults because the shepherds' robes are very long. Got some people who want to be shepherds, very important, responsible role. I see two right there, excellent. And I need four sheep for the shepherds. Also very important, you cannot tell the Christmas story without sheep. Summer, no? You had one role you wanted. Sheep, sheep, sheep. Barbara wants to be a sheep. Tina wants to be a sheep. Sheep, sheep, go ahead, Pam, you want to be a sheep? Joan, you going to join her? You can be sheep together? Go on, it's a great costume. Okay. Dan will give you your costumes, and then this is the field. So I'm going to need shepherds and sheep right here. Oh, and while they're getting ready, I see I also need six messengers from the God of the Israelites, also known as angels of the Lord. Six angels. Okay, I see two angels from the Erickson family here. I see two angels in this family here. I'm up to four. Two more angels. Angels. You get to wear a halo. Dick Duda is very angelic. Who else wants to be an angel? Do you want to be an angel? Angel? No? An angel? We can't have only five angels, folks. Elsa, you know what? You've got a lot to make up for. Come on up. She says she doesn't want to be an angel. I know. Harry, does your granddaughter want to roll? Oh, okay. Don is going to be our angel. Our last angel. Come on up. Okay. In that region, there were shepherds who lived for months at a time out in the fields watching over their flocks of sheep by night. Okay? They had to watch over their sheep because there were wolves in the hills that would gladly eat a sheep if they could get one. I thought I heard a wolf, in fact, earlier. Did I hear a wolf? <gasps> yes! There are wolves! On this night, as the shepherds stood watching their fields, a messenger from God, also known as an angel, stood before them. This angel was truly magnificent, a being who was neither male nor female, and the glory of the God of the Israelites shone around the shepherds. Not surprisingly, when the shepherds saw a messenger from God, they were terrified. Yeah, there you go, look impressed. But the angel spoke gently, saying to them, do not be afraid, for I have appeared to bring, to bring you good news of great joy for all the people of Israel. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a cow's feeding trough. Oh, I see we're going to need lots more angels all of a sudden. Could everyone who's comfortable standing in the congregation stand for a moment? Um, and if you want to be a seated angel, you have another way to be an angel because we need a whole host. The angel who had spoken went on to say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth let there be peace and goodwill among all people everywhere. And there was a whole host of angels singing and praising God. I hear angels say, Gloria and Hallelujah a lot. Gloria, hallelujah. And the shepherds were amazed. Great, thank you angels, you can sit down again. Upon here, we're going to need you back on Christmas Eve, though, so come back on Tuesday for the, with those glorias. Upon hearing the message from their God and hearing the songs of the angel choir, the shepherds said to one another, This is amazing. 
Let's go up to Bethlehem and actually see the baby the angel told us about. Being good shepherds who cared about their sheep, they brought the sheep along. <laughs> These are very obedient sheep. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem with their sheep, and there they found Mary and Joseph and the new baby, just as the angel had told them. Afterwards, the shepherds would tell everyone what the angel had said to them about Mary and Joseph's new baby, and everyone who heard their story was amazed. As for Mary, she already knew her baby was wonderful, but she treasured all she heard in her heart. The shepherds and sheep gathered round the feeding trough, admiring the baby. They praised their God for this wonder of new birth, and they prayed and hoped that what the angel said would come true, that there would be peace on earth and goodwill for all people, even for lowly shepherds. Now I'm going to need three wise people who are also royalty, some say they're wise guys, but you know. <laughs> Three wise people, this is the last role, so if you have been dying to play a role, there you go. Please come on up, that leaf there. And wise, who's wise? Yes, you are, absolutely. And the baby could be another wise person, but let's see if we can get a, another grown up to be a wise person. Yeah, Sally, someone else, sorry to say. Good idea. It's very nice of you, though. All right, Elsa, here's your moment. Oh, Glenda, did you want to be? You raised your hand. Go on up. Wise, Glenda. Because after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, three wise persons, kings and queens from the Far East, came to Jerusalem. And as these three wise persons journeyed their long, slow journey to Bethlehem, actually it took them 12 days to get there, which is why we talk about the 12 days of Christmas, they noticed that their way was lit by a large and bright star. Whoa, whoa, very slow. Slow down. <laughs> it's, it's mountainous, it's twisty, it's dangerous. Maybe just rest for a few days there. Okay. <laughs> because they noticed that their way was lit by a large and bright star, and I need somebody to be the star. I was wrong. I did have one more role. Elsa, this is you. No, no, I got you. Oh, the job to everybody else, clearly. Come on up. Harry, you're tall. That's good. That's very good. So um, first, the wise persons, good move, went to visit King Herod. And these wise persons went to Herod and asked, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? Which was not a very tactful question to ask the king of the Jews. For we observed his star in the skies, and we have come to praise him and bring him gifts. The three wise persons learned from King Herod about a prophecy which had been spoken long ago, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So the wise persons set out for Bethlehem, and as they walked, they saw ahead of them the star as they first had seen it in the Far East. The wise persons followed the star until it stopped over the stable where the newborn child was lying in the cow's feeding trough. When the wise persons entered the stable and saw the new baby, they were overwhelmed with joy at this new life. They knelt down to worship him, and they opened their bags and brought out gifts of gold, because the crowns of kings were made of gold, and frankincense, and myrrh, which is what was put in the oil used to anoint kings. And now we are done. Let us pause for a moment and look at this scene. It is a special night with stars, 
and angels and shepherds and wise persons and animals, and they are all admiring a special baby that has just been born. Why would all these people stand around for such a long time to admire a tiny new baby? Well, there's only one reason I can think of. Because the birth of a child always brings hope for the future. And for a people who lived under oppressive Roman rule, all the while longing for liberation, the birth of a child must have been fraught with extra meaning. Will this be the child who leads us to freedom? Will this be the child who breaks our bonds of slavery and establishes a reign of peace and righteousness? So it is in our world today. Oh, we even have a baby voice up there, yay. <laughs> so it is for us today. In a world that sometimes seems hopeless, we still look with hope to the future. Every time a baby is born, we hope that this child will be one of the ones who leads us to a world of righteousness. And every time we tell this Christmas story, it reminds us that we must go out and work for liberation and justice. We, you and I, are the ones who are responsible for making sure the world is a better place for all the babies that are born.